Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Cole Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rick Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose, Arachnid Sister Lamera, David Starr. Support Russell Talk. You are watching Russell Talk. Congratulations, you got here. Now subscribe and support Talk. Support Russell Talk and please subscribe now. Support Russell Talk. Do it. Support Harley. Support me. Support Russell Talk. Support Russell Talk. Support Russell Talk. Because we talk about wrestling and I like it. Support Russell Talk. Go subscribe. Support Russell Talk. Call on Luke Owen. Whatever Russell Talk is and whoever Luke Owen is. Support the Ravens. Nevermore. Russell Talk. Hello and welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast. I am Luke Owen and this is a special bonus episode of the WrestleTalk podcast. As if we weren't releasing enough episodes into your podcast feed. I do actually want to apologize for the amount of podcasts we're releasing now. But I don't know if you know this, but the wrestling world has gone crazy and there's all these shows all over the place now. But anyway, this is a bonus episode where WrestleTalk.com's Louis Danger Dan Gore sat down on Skype with Impact World Champion Brian Cage and his Bound for Glory 2019 opponent, the draw, Sammy Callahan. Now, like, I don't want to show my bias to anything here, but I think Sammy Callahan is one of the best wrestlers on the planet, so I'm totally pulling for him to win the Impact World Championship. Come on, Sammy! Nothing against Brian Cage, he's grand and all, but hey... He's not the draw, Sammy Callahan, is he now? Let's be honest with ourselves. So anyway, we're going to kick things off with Louis Danger Dangor chatting with the draw, Sammy Callahan, and then we'll hear from Brian Cage after that, where they both talk about Impact Wrestling's parent company, Anthem, purchasing Access, Impact Wrestling's move to Access, Bound for Glory itself, Sammy's feud with Tessa Blanchard that really took over the summer of Impact Wrestling, and there's some comments from Brian Cage about NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance. So a lot to dive into. We're going to hear from Sammy Callahan first, then we'll have a quick little break, and then we'll hear from the Impact World Champion, Brian Cage. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting WrestleTalk. Thank you for hitting the download button on this, and enjoy Louis Danger Dangor's interviews with Sammy Callahan and Brian Cage. If you could, no swearing, because we can then keep it on the YouTube. So, uh, Louis Dangle from WrestleTalk.com here, and I'm joined by Impact Wrestling, Sammy Callahan. Sammy, how are you? 
No, I think I need a better introduction than that. The biggest star right. in Impact Wrestling. You've already made me mad today. You told me I can't swear on your little podcast YouTube channel, which I kind of think is complete bull crap. See what I did there? I kept it PG for you so you guys don't have to take this clip down. Right. Well, I will give you a better introduction now. From personally, my favorite Impact wrestler and the man who will... I'm sure think he is about to walk out of Bound for Glory with the Impact World Championship. Sammy Callahan. Sammy, how nope, are you? Sammy? Nope, you got to do it again. You're almost there. You got to add the draw, Sammy Callahan, in there because that's exactly what I am. This video that's going to go on your podcast is going to go on the Wrestle Talk YouTube channel. It's going to get a lot of hits because the draw, Sammy Callahan, equals ratings and numbers. It doesn't matter in any avenue that it goes on. So, one more time, do the introduction, do it right. This is your third and final chance. Yes, sir. So, uh, Louis Dangle from WrestleTalk.com here. Put a little bass I... in your voice. Put a, put a little Vince McMahon in your voice. <laughs> uh, Louis Dangle from WrestleTalk.com here, and I am joined by the draw, Sammy Callahan, and the man who I think, and many others think, could walk out of Bound for Glory later this month with the Impact World Championship. Sammy, how are you? I am doing great. See, you did great that time. I just need to give you a little bit of coaching. You're a very coachable person. What grade are you Thank in you now in much. university? So I'm second year university. Okay, what are you going to major in or minor in? So I'm currently studying politics and international relations. Oh, that sounds but a lot of fun. It is. It's interesting. We're yeah, learning about... Pro wrestling, you guys, lots of politics in this business. <laughs> yeah, we're learning about you guys in the States at the moment, so... It's I'm very sorry. interesting. <laughs> it's very interesting at the moment. It's become its own sitcom now. So, I watch it uh, the backdrop behind you is obviously... ridiculous. I mean, the political situation at the moment is in both in US and UK is Oh, crazy. the UK is just as crazy right now. It is. It is. Uh, so from politics on to wrestling, and obviously you guys are moving to Access TV on the 29th. When big move. did you... Very big move, especially with... Well, I personally think with people talking about the Wednesday Night Wars with NXT and AEW, I think people are actually overlooking the Tuesday Night Wars with yourselves and NWA. Do you agree with that? And do you think that people might be sleeping I don't think that's a war at all. I think guys? we're going to demolish NWA because Impact Wrestling is, without a shadow of a doubt, one of the best professional wrestling programs in all of wrestling. And we've been like that for the last year. But now, with this certain platform that we're going to be put on, everyone's going to be see exactly what the hard work we've been putting in for the last year. So when was it that you sort of found out you would be moving to Access and what was your immediate thoughts? When we found, found out around the same time as you guys. This is something that's been kept under lock and key on need-to-know basis. And uh, I think the day before we all got a press release sent to us and we're all ecstatic. Uh, Access TV is a huge, huge move. And for Impact Wrestling being one of the parent companies, partnering up with Access TV right now, uh, the sky's the limits for us because we're actually going to be able to do whatever the heck we want on this channel. So is that something you, as someone who probably isn't afraid to step in there and do more of a hardcore extreme match, is that something you want to do now that, as you say, you can do what you want on the channel, more of that than you've been doing at the moment? Or are you happy to hey, do I, what you've been doing? 
I like to pride myself on being one of the most versatile professional wrestlers walking this planet today. We got to get a little hardcore. We'll get a little hardcore. If you want to do Lucha Libre, we'll do a little, little Lucha Libre. Japan Strong Style, I can do that too. Any echelon of pro wrestling, I can match and go above and beyond anyone I wrestle. I figure out game plans, and I figure out to have the best match in the situation that's provided to me. I like to... Uh, not say I'm a strong style wrestler or a deathmatch wrestler or a technical wrestler. I like to call myself an environmentalist. Whatever situation's put in front of me, I'm going to figure out the best game plan to have the best match on the card that night. See, talking about the best match on the card, your pay-per-views with Impact have actually, I think, caught a lot of people's attention, especially with Slammiversary earlier this year. I think people sort of sat there and thought, all right, Impact Wrestling's putting out a great product. And they're changing the game. They're not afraid to uh, ruffle little feathers. They're not afraid to offend some people. Me and Tessa Blanchard going one-on-one in the main event of a pay-per-view doing an intergender match, that is changing the game. And now you look at other wrestling companies, and they're kind of starting to follow suit because we're giving the fans what they want. People want equality, and Impact Wrestling is giving them equality. I think that's especially true considering... People don't feel Tessa's in that position because she's a woman. They feel that she's in that position because she can have great matches with you regardless of gender. And I think people are really... I see on Twitter all the time, people like to say, Tessa Blanchard, wouldn't it be in this situation if her dad wasn't who he was? No, Tessa Blanchard would be in this situation. Because like it or not, I'm not a big fan of Tessa Blanchard as a person, but Tessa Blanchard is one of the best professional wrestlers walking this planet today. And I hate it being called intergender wrestling because it's just pro wrestling. Mm. So was prior to the whole thing of Tessa and yourself sort of having matches... Was intergender wrestling or just wrestling women something you wanted to do? Or did you sort of look at Tessa and go, this is someone who I think has potential and someone I'd like to work with? 100% it was both both of those uh, theories that you have right there. But it's something that I've always believed in because I think intergender wrestling is just professional wrestling. If you look at my company that I run, the Wrestling Revolver, at PW Revolver on all social media platforms, We've never really booked woman versus woman matches. It's always been intergender because I like to give that aspect of professional wrestling. Because like I said, it's not intergender wrestling to me and my generation. It's just professional wrestling. And Impact Wrestling has that same mindset right now. And is that something that the idea of the intergender match, did that come from you or and Tessa? Or was that something that sort of the higher up said to you guys, how do you feel about this? And then you guys thought, all right, there's something we can work I, with. Because the chemistry I think you guys it was have a common ground common ground that we found but i actually looked at the situation a lot of other wrestlers uh in the company and around the world have turned down wrestling tessa blanchard because they don't believe in intergender wrestling and i looked at it as a challenge and i said i'm going to go out there with tessa blanchard and have one of the best matches if not the best matches of the year for impact wrestling and i think we did just that i would definitely agree with you and i think i if mr uh, i might be wrong but i don't think the story between you and tessa's over and i think i don't think it'll the bigger ever be over. Well, I think on the bigger platform on Vaxxis TV, we can definitely see you two mix it up before, uh, mix it up again. So, obviously, you've had uh, matches with Tessa. Is there any other women's wrestler you think, yeah, I'd like to get in the ring with her and see what we could do? Or I think Jessica Havoc is one that... Uh... If put in the intergender role can go leaps and bounds above other people. I think Jordan Grace. I think pretty much any of the wrestlers on the Impact Wrestling roster, Rosemary, Madison Rain, any of these girls, if it push came to shove, could go in there and have one hell of an intergender professional wrestling match. Well, I mean, you guys have what I would probably argue, and I think many people would, is one of the best 
women's divisions probably out there. And I think, is that something that the company, or you know, are trying to focus on? Or is it just they've got great women's wrestlers, just put them out there? I think it's a little bit of everything. And I think with Impact Wrestling right now, they're trying to go above and beyond and actually give the fans what they want. They're not just listening to their own mindsets, even if they don't agree with something. They're the one company that actually listens to their roster for the most part and gives us the opportunity to paint the picture that we want to paint. So I think a lot of the criticism some people have with deathmatch wrestlers or wrestlers who do extreme matches are it's all spots, no psychology. Have you tried to sort of implement more psychology into your matches and the thought process of it? As I spoke to AEW wrestler Jimmy Havoc a few weeks back, and he said that... Good friend of mine. He is a and great wrestler and very happy he's getting the opportunity he is in AEW. But are you guys... Are you sort of of the same mindset that of death matches and big extreme matches shouldn't be done for the sake of it? They should only be done when there's a storyline reason for that to happen. Yeah, they should be done when they've been built to. And I think our generation has went above and beyond the fact that we're not just slash and crash. We're not just hitting each other with weapons. We're using the weapons in a professional wrestling environment to give people something that's special and different. It's not just about bleeding. It's not just about who can jump off the highest thing. No, it's what story we can tell at that time. And I think our generation's done exactly that by having some of the craziest matches and also one of the most storytelling matches in professional wrestling, right? now so you spoke about the difference it was sort of something that sets impact apart what do you think that is what do you think if someone had more professional wrestling you said this is impact wrestling's usb this is our unique setting point what is it people wanted the attitude era again and i think impact wrestling has given them just that on a new new wavelength they're not afraid to offend people they're not afraid to try new things they're not afraid to break up the status quo and be their own company they're not trying to be someone else or not trying to be something they aren't they're trying to be something new and different and so if for example i wanted to introduce someone to impact wrestling what would be the one match either from yourself or from someone else that you think yeah that's one to show that person who hasn't seen Impact Wrestling, and this is what it's all about. I have to say, 2018 match of the year between myself and Pentagon Jr. from Slammiversary last year was voted match of the year. as one of the highest rating matches in all professional wrestling in any company last year, and I think that's a, a great taste of what Impact Wrestling really is. Great. So now more about you as a person. Who were your sort of influences growing up as a wrestler? Uh, who did you think I'd like to be like them when I grow up or revolve your style around? Terry Funk's one of my all-time favorites, especially when I got older. He was one of my biggest influences. Terry Funk, The Undertaker, Vader, Stan Hansen, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Those were my top five. Those were the guys that I looked up to and wanted to wrestle like because they are larger-than-life characters, but not in a completely hokey way. They are real bad people, and they're able to— See, I just kept myself from saying it I so say. I don't get you in trouble. I Thank didn't get you, you in trouble. Look at me. I'm doing the right thing for once, actually doing what you asked me to do. But those I were the guys that influenced me the most in professional wrestling and the guys that I wanted to be like. Undertaker, as far as just his storytelling and his his passion. Then Stone Cold Steve Austin, from the way he talked to the way he acted in the ring. Then Terry Funk being one of the most ridiculous human beings ever in professional wrestling. And he was a versatile wrestler. He didn't just do hardcore. He was also an amazing professional wrestler. And he was an amazing storyteller, character, and promo. So you spoke sort of about The Undertaker there. When you were obviously in NXT prior to joining Impact Wrestling, 
was a match with The Undertaker sort of an end goal? Something you saw, that's where I want to be? Or was it just getting onto the main roster, getting onto WrestleManias? Or was there an opponent you had in mind that thought, I'd like to face them? I think it was all of it. I would have loved to wrestle The Undertaker. <laughs> I, anyone would be stupid to say they, they didn't have aspiration to wrestling Undertaker. I think I could have done amazing business with The Undertaker if I ever would have gotten that opportunity. I think our characters would have meshed really well together. I got to work with him a little bit when I was down in developmental, and he was an amazing guy and an amazing guide. And I wish I could have got to work with him a little bit more. So in NXT, obviously, you spoke about learning from The Undertaker. Firstly, what was it that you sort of learned from him in terms of character or in ring? And also, do you feel that you learn a lot being at the performance center and sort of being in developmental there? Or was it more you've learned more now being sort of in front of the live crowd with impact, doing your stuff on a bigger scale, perhaps? I don't think I've learned more any place I've ever been in my career. I'd like to learn different styles and different outlooks on wrestling because professional wrestlers flavors of ice cream. Not one style or one opinion is absolutely correct. I've learned stuff in Japan. I've learned stuff in England, Europe. I've learned stuff in Mexico. I've learned stuff in America, impact wrestling. Anywhere that I've worked around the world, I've picked up something and tried to add it to myself. And uh, at this point, I don't really want to talk about NXT anymore. We're here for it. We're here for Impact Wrestling. What we're doing on Access Television Slam Anniversary. So I'd respect your opinion if we could just talk about that. Of course. Um, so when we're talking about Impact Wrestling and we're talking about Access TV, do you see where do you see sort of Impact Wrestling in three years, five years, and do you see it as capitalizing on the boom in wrestling at the moment with sort of AEW and NXT and sort of overtaking them and being a bit of a dark horse and people going, all right, Impact Wrestling is a promotion to look out for. I think 100% they're going to be one of the companies that people are talking about in three years. They're right on the cusp of something great, another huge boom for Impact Wrestling. And I think now that we have this platform at Access Television, the world's actually going to be able to see what we've been doing for the last year because we've been having one of the, the most best wrestling programs on the planet today as far as storytelling, as far as action, as far as our roster. I put our roster up against any other roster in any other professional wrestling company around the world. And that was one of the reasons I actually signed with Impact Wrestling. I could have went other places a couple years ago, but I signed with Impact Wrestling because I wanted something on my resume that was special. I wanted to be one of the people that was at the forefront of changing Impact Wrestling and bringing it back to the promised land. I think I'm one of the people that's been doing exactly just that. Well, I would definitely agree. And you spoke about England. You said you learned a lot. You learned things from being in England. Uh, Impact Wrestling, or formerly TNA, had a very, very large uh, following in the UK and in Britain, uh, say about 10 years ago. Do you know if there's any plans to sort of capitalise on the booming wrestling scene in the UK and do shows over here, or are you guys just focused on doing what you've got to do in uh, North America? To be honest, I don't know the answer to that, but I, I think they'd have to be. The one thing that people need to understand about Impact Wrestling, it was such a bad situation a couple years ago over the old regime. That fixing doesn't happen overnight, and the new regime has slowly but surely fixed it. It has to start at home, and then it has to flower out to other parts of the country. And I could see Impact Wrestling in the next three years being around the world again. 
Well, uh, thank you very people much. People seem to forget that even though the American television deal wasn't the best for the last couple of years, and now we're going to a better station, we're going to have millions and millions of eyes on our product again. Impact Wrestling has television deals in England. Impact Wrestling has television deals in Japan, India. They have television deals all over the world. I think they're on in, what, like 12, 13, 14 different countries mm. right now. So Impact Wrestling is getting out there, and it is building a name again for mm. being one of the best professional wrestling products on the planet today. So my final question to you would be: You have a, you're the you're the booker of a show. You have a dream match against any opponent in the current day for Impact Wrestling, any arena. Who is it against, and where are you fighting them, and what type of match? I'd say Terry Funk. I want to do an exploding landmine death match with Terry Funk and possibly Mick Foley if I could do a three with them. And I don't consider myself a deathmatch wrestler like i said i consider myself a very versatile wrestler i've done every style around the world but being able to have a spectacle with two legends and two guys i looked up to hell mick foley gave me his blessing to use the the pooling tights pile driver that's why i named it the cactus driver 97 uh he put that blessing on twitter to be able to step in the ring with those guys especially if they're at their prime that would have been the biggest dream match mm. for me um where would you have the match take place i'd have to do Any- it in japan I'd have to do it in Japan. Yeah. I mean, it'd be great. Shame. I don't think we will be able to see it, but if it would have been what it would have been a great match. So I before we conclude, is there anything I'm going to speak to Brian Cage after this? Is there anything you'd like to say to Brian Cage ahead of your match at Bound for Glory? Oh, here's my only swear word. Brian Cage is a bitch. Dude's been a, uh, the Impact World Champion since March and defended the title twice. No, the reason he's in the position that he's in is because of the way he looks. And the people in Impact Wrestling don't want a guy like me to be the face of their company. But like it or not, after Bound for Glory, I'm going to be the face of Impact Wrestling. I'm going to take this company to a whole nother level. Because like it or not, Sammy Callahan, the draw equals numbers, and people connect with me. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan, how are you, sir? I'm doing all right. I mean, I'm the world champion, right? Can't be doing too bad, so. I was going to say, there can't be much to complain about. So, sitting there in your tank top, you're obviously a man with a very impressive physique. Um, what is the day like for you in terms of training, meal prep, eating? What is a normal day like for you? Uh, it's funny you just said that, too, because I got up this morning, and I ate, then I actually went to do some... Uh, uh, some physical therapies for my, uh, my, my hip, my back for still suffering from, from the rebellion incident. And then I went from there right to, uh, the chiropractor, ate another meal, went to the gym, had my shake, uh, went to a different appointment, had another meal, drove out to LA live. And now here we are. So that was, so how that many, was today. <laughs> how many calories would you say you eat in a day? Uh, I don't count them as meticulous as I used to. I mean, I'm, I'm still always getting like six meals in a day. If I like, broke it down and thought about it, um, I'm sure it's still probably like at least 4,000. I mean, before, before I would like weigh out everything, the exact measurement, you know, tablespoon of this, eight ounces of that, you know, hundred grams of this, whatever. But now it's just kind of like, uh, I have a, around that area. So sort of getting into the physique you are, was it more sort of because you wanted to look good, feel good, or was it more just to sort of get the pro wrestler sort of look about you? Well, yeah, no, when I first started, you know, uh, well, when I first graduated high school, I was actually much smaller than this. And uh, I've always wanted to be a wrestler. And I realized that uh, my whopping 155 pounds wasn't going to cut the mustard. So uh, I, I, I never had the attention or the idea of getting to the size or thinking that I would be the size. Um, I just was like, look, I got to I got to show up wrestling school looking like I want not like some, you know, string be taken advantage of and just getting his money stolen. Um, so that was the idea. And at the time, too, I was like, you know, you got to you got to look the part like you got to go there and look yeah. like what whether people you know think this is all, uh, all real or not either way it comes down to it you're a pro pro athlete and uh like that's a lot of my seminars too i even say like hey look what other pro sport can you be like hey man i'm tired can we just walk this down can we take it easy you know <laughs> hey maybe we don't throw so hard this round i'm a little blown like yeah. no you gotta you gotta be in shape for it and you gotta look the part that doesn't mean you have to look like me but like you need to look like an athlete mm, so sort of definitely Sort of, I suppose, when you were growing up, the sort of big wrestlers out there would have been Hogan, Warrior, sort of big guys. Well, that that's when I was like a kid, kid, of course, mm. um, and that's you know, like you know that's what turned on to me or turned me on to it too because you know they have these like superhero like personas and looks. Um, and then uh, you know when I was getting around 10, 11, 12, when I wanted to be a wrestler, I was really into Shawn Michaels and Razor. So and even the three I wanted to emulate in the ring. Benoit, Jericho, and Canyon, the three Chris's. None Chris's, of those had like yeah. <laughs> none of those had like a uh, you know, Benoit was jacked, but he wasn't like he was a monster or anything, you know. So yeah. I never thought that I would be like, you know, a big guy, if you will. So just, just it, kind of developed into that. I mean it'd be good if uh, Canyon was Canadian as well to make it the yeah, yeah, Canadian, the, the Chris's. Canadian Chris's, yes, yeah. Yeah, but um so I mean if you look at you and you look at guys like Benoit, Jericho, Canyon, I You'd say that perhaps your style's quite different to them. And I said, if I looked to you without sort of knowing your style, I'd say you are probably a big sort of heavyweight. But I think a lot of people see by the fact you're probably one of the most agile big guys 
out there. Is that something you sort of wanted to set yourself apart for and said, I don't want to be just a big guy who does the typical big guy squats matches, but I want to add something different to my game. Well, I mean, because I was, you know, gaining size while I was wrestling. So I was like, I I was trying to constantly evolve, like not only in the ring and on the mic and your character and everything else, but obviously physique and, and my presence in that regard. So like every year that I was in the wrestling game, I was trying to, you know, take a, take a step forward in, in every realm possible so that there would be no, because uh, wherever you're trying to get to when you're breaking out in the business, it's always going to be their job to tell you that you're lacking in some department. So I was just trying to, you know, to have growth in all departments, including my, my physique. So throughout the time, I, I my, my wrestling style kind of would adapt and change as far as uh, where I was at. Like, and even when I became the size, I felt like I was, I was still doing a lot of smaller man stuff because I was used to doing that when I was smaller. And uh, so I think that's what helped me adapt to be able to be as athletic and agile as I am because I was really doing that, like a lot of that stuff on the way up. There's still some things that I, I can't move around as well or like maybe chain as well as I used to just because, you know, my, my lack gets in the way or something. But <laughs> outside of that, um, yeah, I, I do feel like that's uh, that's what, what helps me stand out and why I'm, I'm glad I still do it because I didn't want to be just, you know, a body guy kind of deal because many of those types of uh, wrestlers – don't always get the the most love to put it yeah. nicely, and it does it does fill me with joy when people see me for the first time and think, oh, here we go, you know, yeah. another so and so, Batista with no tattoos or something, <laughs> and, then, and then they see me wrestling, like, oh wait, hold on, hold on, this guy can go. A very pleasant surprise. Um, so I sort of asked Sammy Gallahan this earlier when I interviewed him, and it was if someone didn't know who you were, hadn't watched wrestling, how would you sum up Brian Cage in one word or one sentence? What would you say is your sort of USP? Um, uh, I mean, the first thing I thought of would be like uh, a, a one of a kind, but then that's kind of ripping off RVD. <laughs> but um, I, I would I would say maybe maybe the the most athletic body guy in all of wrestling. I guess if you mm-hmm. probably was going to say a, a sentence, um, yeah. I feel like that kind of kind of words it all together. Um, yeah, I, I know too. You said it, I didn't match up those three guys I mentioned. I have got comparisons. To all three of them throughout my career from mm-hmm. valid people as well and if i was to compare my style to any of them i would say canyon only because of the uh the array of offense that i have mm-hmm. and the innovative moves i do which would be contribute to him that's why i got the whole get my my, my stuff in persona and gimmick that i do and the, the who better than cage and the uh, i used to have a moniker that was the multi-move paragon which was like my yeah. play on the uh, innovative offense so I think it was more sort of not comparing to those, but more in terms of look and physique. Sure, rather, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, rather than uh, in-ring ability. So I guess speaking about those three, I take it if you had a dream match, past or present, it would be against one of those three uh, guys. I've I've actually uh, gotten to work Canyon, actually my home promotion too, twice, which okay. is probably, probably still one of my uh, all-time, if not my all-time favorite match. Uh, may not be my best match because it was early in my career, but just personally for what it meant to me, it's 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 right up there. Um, obviously, the Benoit's unable to happen. Uh, Jericho yeah. won, you know, so possibility. He's out there killing it. Um, mm-hmm. But outside of that, when people ask me the dream match, actually, it's uh, it's always been AJ Styles. Okay. And um, so why why Styles? Do you think your Styles would mesh well together? Uh, I, I mean, I, I do think they'd mesh well together, but I think AJ's so good. Uh, that he uh, he would mesh well with anyone, and I one of my favorite words to, to describe something great is phenomenal. It just so happens that's the, that's his moniker, and he yeah. he absolutely is phenomenal. So since I started, I mean, even when I first started wrestling, my ultimate favorite Shawn Michaels, he was still you know competing at that time. So that would be like the you know the the dream dream matchup. But 
Um, I always wanted to work stocks. I thought he was great. And I'm like, he's just as good as now as he is. He was then. And I think we would still be able to have this, a stellar match. So we'll fingers crossed. Hopefully one day. Um, so earlier on, you mentioned, uh, your hip and your back and how you're still sort of recovering from that. Um, I, uh, recently, uh, listened to Chris Van Fleet's interview with you, where he said two biggest nights of your <laughs> year so far, your wedding night and winning the world title you spent in the ER. Has um, obviously your wife being in the business, has it been really nice working with her or was there a sort of a concern maybe you didn't want to mix your personal and your work life together? Um, no, no, it, it's uh, I feel like she's, she's she's very talented in what she does and I'm glad she's gotten mixed up uh, more and more uh, with the company. Um, and it does make it for, I, I guess, it's a pro and con because it does make the traveling more convenient mm-hmm. and easier to go even when you have someone there with you. But since we also share a child, it also makes traveling more difficult because I'm going to have to have more daycare mm-hmm. and, you know, somebody to watch the kid. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but no, no, it's, 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 it's usually a plus to be around her and have her, have her involved mm-hmm. into it. And, and I think, uh, uh, she enjoys it and does what she does and does it well. And I know she actually was planning on wrestling more herself and we were actually training for a match, uh, back on uh, New Year's Eve and she tore her ACL actually and had okay. surgery, surgery in the spring. So I think when she even came on board with impact, the idea was maybe to have her do some stuff, but she's just been unable to, but, uh. She's she's doing well with recovery of her own, and she'll probably be. Uh, I'm I'm assuming she'll be cleared in about six to eight weeks. So, I mean, so on that note, if you had the option, you can main event a show. Would it be tagging with her or going up against her? Which would it be? Oh, tagging with her. I would kill oh, her. So, sure. <laughs> 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 got to be nice. Um, so having a wife who knows the business and understands it, does she ever say to you when you've got things like your back? Listen, chill out. Take oh, it easy. You're a big 100%. guy. You can do the simple 100%. stuff. Hundred percent. I showed she goes like, I don't know why you want to do all these flips and do all this stuff. And like, I would have never told you've taken. I get an earful all the time. And then she'll <laughs> she'll tell you on the impact management too to tell me or or sometimes they'll tell her to tell me something because they know I'll listen to her more than him. <laughs> so. so do you feel that maybe on sort of the same vein, she appreciates when you have a good match more because she understands the business. You can go, that was a great match where perhaps. The wife of someone who's not in the business might not appreciate it as much. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And then I mean, too, it also works for like she'll obviously favor me because I'm her husband, but at the same time, she'll also be more brutally honest about some stuff because she's not afraid of hurting my feelings. So, um, but it, it, it's really good. Gets good feedback, and her main concern is always just like my overall health, and she just thinks that there's certain things I do that I'm already so over with or so good at that I don't have to go above and beyond that. But it's just it's hard as. As wanting to the, steal the show and just own the spotlight, it's hard not to you know want to supersede your performance every time. Of course. So, um, recently been watching some Lucha Underground and your matches with Ty Valkyrie. Uh, obviously, Impact have been doing some intergender stuff recently with Sammy Callahan and Tessa Blanchard. Would something with Ty interest you, or are you sort of focused on doing what you're doing at the moment? Uh, maybe a showcase champion versus champion match with Ty. Is that something that you think? Yep. Yeah, That'd be great. Uh, it's really you asked that. I remember, well, the tie match was actually the very first intergender match I've ever had. And it wasn't even supposed to happen. It was supposed to be me and Johnny in an ODQ match or Street Fighter or whatever it was. And um, he got hurt the day before. And so he goes, hey, you're working tie today. And I, I laughed. And he goes, no, I'm serious. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, oh, I'm hurt. I can't wrestle. I'm like, what? I'm really wrestling. That was Ty's first match, I think, with the company, too. Um, and we out there, and, 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 and I loved it. I feel like it worked really well, too, for that, for the the storyline that we had going mm-hmm. and two with Lucha as well. There's like, uh, 
it sort of made it possible the way well, 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 yeah because the way lucha was shot it was mm-hmm. more of a tv show about wrestling rather than wrestling on tv so there's like a you know uh just just an easier to i guess suspend belief that much more yeah. um though so, yes yeah, so you go in like tess has been killing it and uh, and i've worked Tessa before and we've had some great matches and, and ty you know is 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 the long swing knockouts champion right now i know she has her hands full but um i it wouldn't be something that i have like marked on my calendar that i'm like looking forward to but i mean if something were to uh to happen to to cross paths like that i wouldn't be against it either i mean i, I powerbombed her at rebellion mm-hmm. so that was i remember too that was like <laughs> that was the segue to being able to start doing intergender stuff too yeah so um you sort of noted that about intergender wrestling perhaps being shouldn't be done as just a showcase more when a story allows it and it suits a story do you think that sometimes some promotion just go here's an intergender match for the sake of it rather than uh, it being there's an intergender match for this reason absolutely and that that's one of my that's one of like when i've been asked or approached to do intergender matches i'm not against them but i'm not always for them either because i feel like there should be a rhyme and a reason to it to make more sense out of it rather than just like uh like like a freak show thing or something you know um because it, it no matter what an argument too it also depends on who it is like obviously like like a joey ryan for instance i think can pull him off all day long there's there's certain characters or or, or personas that are more well adapt to it um like uh when somebody's asking to book myself versus jordan grace for a while uh it wasn't it wasn't panning out and then it just co- coincidentally worked out well after the all-in battle royal that we already had a mm-hmm. date set up and that worked out well because she eliminated me so there's already kind of like a uh, a story well, being built. Was that it. intentional? Was that no, sort of you? No, no, that just kind of oh. happened. So, so that, you guys that, didn't that, sit together and think we could no, work no. something out of this. No, okay. no, no, that that just kind of fell into piece or fell in the, the place. So that was nice. But yeah, I I feel like there needs to be a, a rhyme or reason for it, and it makes more sense rather than just be like, oh hey, go out there and work this this the, you know this this female. And on top of that, because of my size and my stature as well, um, could it, look a it, bit unrealistic. It, yeah, yeah, for what it makes it look better because too like if I'm. One of my arguments is like, okay, if I'm working Swan and I'm not bumping for Swan, then why am I going to bump for a girl even smaller than Swan? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not to even be like, oh, because she's a girl and he's a guy. It's more just size stuff. But yeah. if if there's uh, an, an angle or more of a rhyme or reason to it, then there's there's uh, it's easier to make it make sense, I guess, so to speak. Yeah. Um. So obviously, behind you on the backdrop, it's Impact and Access TV. Massive move for you guys moving to Access TV. Uh, especially in the in the current wrestling climate, where there's AEW debut on TNT, NXT moving to the USA Network, SmackDown moving on Fox. Do you think this was really an important time for you guys to capitalize and go? You know what, the wrestling scene is booming right now. We can't just sit here and be bystanders. We've got to go out there and make a name for ourselves. Really? Oh, a- absolutely. Yes, like you just said, there's so much within a month's time. There's so much wrestling and so much new, you know changes happening all all in the and then the plus and for us to jump over to access is, is phenomenal especially because i'm not even trying to be biased because i know obviously I'm, I'm with impact but even then i watch you know the, the show weekly and whether i'm on it or not i feel like impact throughout the year has been one of the most consistent products when it comes to storyline and uh, overall match performances mm-hmm. um you know not everything's not you're not gonna hit everything out of the park or agree with everything but i think overall it's been the most consistent product on tv it's just a shame that it hasn't been able to be seen by many and that's not because nobody wants to watch it it's more because no, not many people have access to be able to watch it so now no pun intended with the access but uh, <laughs> i see what uh, you did there. impressive but yeah yeah but now with that coming here like you know it opens up the door for more and more people to be able to see it so hopefully a lot of people realize what, the, what they've been missing and exactly with this big boom of all these different promotions and all these different major networks happening, I, I think it, it, it just worked out 
supremely well time-wise. So uh, I asked you to sort of sum yourself up in one word or, one, or a sentence. How would you sum up Impact Wrestling in one word or one sentence as someone who isn't familiar with the product? Mm, uh, maybe maybe uh, forever lasting. Okay. I, I say that because they've been on, on many different ups and downs and so many times there's been so many rumors about oh, Impact Wrestling, TNA, whatever you want to call it at that time. Is going out of business. Oh, they're going under. They're going under. They're going, and here we are, still kicking, still thriving. Maybe doing better than ever. Uh, and, yeah. and 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 then you know now I don't know if you've heard recently the rumors went from Impact, you know, going out of business to Impact buying Ring of Honor. Which, yeah, which isn't happening either. But that that fact that just rumor started was kind of funny of a transition to always going out of business to actually buying another company. And it but, was quite uh, quick the, yes. the the turnover, which is yeah. you sort of sit there and go, wow. But um, but, so with. Obviously, the Wednesday Night Wars going on, NXT and AEW. Firstly, if you had an option, which show are you watching? Between NXT and AEW? Yeah. Um, you know what? Honestly, probably AEW. Um, only because with NXT, too, I've never actually even watched much of the NXT product outside of the takeovers. And I don't which think... Which are fantastic. I, oh, they're amazing. They're, ama- they're usually the best shows throughout the, those major pay-per-view weekends. Um, yeah. But with that being said, too, from what I have seen of NXT... And so it's kind of an unfair, I guess, uh, example. But from what I have seen on the NXT television, I just feel like the actual television show is like, meh, it's okay. It's almost more like enhancement stuff. But like the the takeovers are phenomenal. I mean, last week's show was pretty much a takeover. Obviously, with AEW debuting, they and I think they are stepping it up. So on that note, sort of the Wednesday night was. Do you think people are overlooking the Tuesday night wars, perhaps, between you guys obviously moving to Axis later this month and NWA? Do you think maybe that's sort of a war to look at? I asked Sammy Callahan earlier, and he said it wasn't a war because you demolished them, and it wouldn't even be competition. So what's well, your view on that? I mean, I, I wouldn't say it yet because it's just now starting, so you don't have... Any idea of what to expect or what to take from them, and I and I didn't even know what what they were doing or what was happening. Um, I did just l- listen to an Eli Drake interview uh, actually earlier today while I was in the gym. But uh, but and that's speaking of them too. That's another company that's happening right now. So another you named all the other companies earlier. That's another uh, mm-hmm. new channel, new network, new company. All starting all within the same month as well. So again, mm-hmm. there's no there's no uh, uh, limited supply of wrestling going around right now. Yeah, it's it's very hard to keep up with, but when you can watch every show, it's fantastic. Um, so sort of ugh, a lot of topics of ratings. What did this show get? What did that show get? Do you guys sort of have any goals in terms of ratings? What you would go, what you would consider a good rating for Impact? Do you sort of just saying go out there, put on a good show, the viewers will come in when they come in? Um, well, I don't even know much of the ratings, and I know right now the ratings are pursued. I'm sure we're garbage because nobody has that channel, but um. Uh, I know there's like a couple different like the the bigger ratings that they had when they were on pop, but outside of that, I've never really paid attention to them, and I don't really pay attention to ratings in general anymore because I feel like I feel like nobody even watches anything. I mean, I the last time I watched something live when it was taking place, I don't even know when. I feel like everything's always <laughs> on demand or yeah. DVR or, or whatever the case may be. So I mean, as long as people are seeing it, like I almost pay more attention to like the uh, the social media increase in following okay. or, or the views on there or the views on youtube and stuff just because i feel like that's almost more uh a direct statement of, of how many people are watching it and seeing it so so do you think people perhaps need to take that into consideration when they're talking about 
which show won for the week, that it's not just so much which show had the more viewers in terms of TV rating, the social media, the followers, the views on YouTube and things like that. Do you think it's sort of something that's overlooked and in the modern era, something that's very important? Uh, absolutely, because, I mean, that's such a – this day and age, that's such a huge uh... – just a, a way some people watch stuff and have access and, and it shows, you know, um, a way people even make, make an income. So I think that that's not taken into consideration because that's not, you know, the, the original format of, of what was done, but that obviously plays a huge role in as far as people's awareness of the product and also how people watch it instead of the traditional just on TV when it airs. So, yeah. So I won't keep you for too long cause you're a very busy man, but, uh, I asked Sammy this, and he said, uh, well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what he said afterwards, but he said, um, if you had anything to say to him ahead of your match at Bound for Glory for your title, what would it be? Um, well, after everything's taken place, I mean, I've already said uh, uh, in quite uh, quite angered rage that I was going to kill him. I mean, I don't know if I can really go, go above and beyond that, but uh, uh, at the end of the day, uh, I've already beaten Sammy before when I was the X Division champion. I don't see anything stop me from beating him again this time. Um, it's cliche and and as dragged out and overused as it is, you know, it went from it went from business to personal real quick with the whole wedding incident. And uh, I plan on on uh, on ending Sammy Callahan and not just from the world title scene, but hopefully from Impact all in all. And then he can go to NWA. So. <laughs> well, it's a good issue with the fact that perhaps you haven't defended your title so much since you won it. But obviously, with being injured, it hasn't been the easiest. Is that something sort of when as you, as you're getting fit, you want to defend your title more on TV and on oh, uh, paper? Absolutely. I mean, I, and I've been the first one. I even said that too before I proposed to Melissa was, you know, there's nobody more upset and disappointed in, in the lack of title offenses than myself. I mean, the, the fact that I've worked my butt off to get to this moment in this you know, finally I get I get the big win. I become the guy, the number one on top, the world champion. And then I spend the night in the hospital. Then it's just been, you know, setback after setback. I went in there, I killed it. I thought I love my match with Elgin, and I went in there, uh, legitimately uncleared, and suffered the consequences afterwards, which also sent me into the hospital after on my wedding night. Um, but I've still pushed through, and I, I've been back to a pretty much full time schedule. Um, I'm I'm not as I said before, I'm not 100, percent but I'm not. Uh, uh, I, I'm past the point of, of no return, basically. Like where I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting injured anymore. Like from wrestling, I'm just working my way up. So after I get through Sammy Callahan, I've already told the office of Impact Wrestling that I want to wrestle as many people as possible, as much as possible. You know, if if Shamrock and Mauer Fuji are still there, the following set of tapings, I want to work them. I'd love to work RVD. Mm-hmm. I know we had a rumor to have a match before I got injured. So there's plenty of people that I would love to work with, and uh, I want to defend it as much as possible to make up for lost time. Our thanks go out to Impact Wrestling, Access, Anthem, and of course, Sammy Callahan and Brian Cage for taking time out of their very, very busy schedules to have a chat with Louis Danger Dangor there. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy this podcast, make sure you subscribe. Give it a five-star rating review on iTunes. Help us get noticed in that podcast feed. Help grow this podcast. And of course, you can check out Bound for Glory this coming Sunday from Impact Wrestling, where Brian Cage and Sammy Callahan are going to be clashing over the Impact 
Impact World Champion. And if you want to join in predictions for that, Wrestle League Season 3 is including Bound for Glory 2019. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk where you can get involved in Wrestle League Season 3. The predictions form will go up on about Wednesday. I think that's what Randy's plan is. And not only will you get access to Wrestle League when that form goes up on Wednesday, but later on this month, Ollie and I are going to be reviewing the classic Impact Wrestling pay-per-view Bound for Glory 2010, which was the debut of the heel supergroup Immortal, where they were coming 10-10-10 and all of that good stuff. It's been a lot of fun. Me and Ollie have been re-watching it over the last week or so, and it's been a very fun trip down memory lane to Nostalgiaville, so please join us for that episode. We're really, really looking forward to recording it. Once again, thank you to Impact Wrestling, Access, Anthem, Brian Cage, and Sammy Callahan for giving us their time so we can provide you, the Podswafters, with great audio content. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Luke Owen. I love you. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.